Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to today's episode of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. I once again have no ado, so let's throw ourselves right into today's phrases, origins, history, and more. First up today is the saying, a stone's throw. This one means a short distance away, but just how far is a stone's throw? And why did this become a system of measurement? We find reference to the idea in the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 41, which says, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed. Luke was written between the year 63 and 68 AD. So the idea of using a stone's throw as a measurement is at least that old. We find it in print in a non-religious context in a 1581 translation of the Iliad, done by English politician Arthur Hall. He wrote, quote, For who can see a stone's throw of aught thing in land or plain? End quote. Now, the Iliad was written in the 8th century, so this could put the origin of the idea way back into old-timey times. However, since Arthur Hall translated his version of the Iliad from a Latin version that had been translated from the ancient Greek, it's possible that something got lost in translation. And Homer may not have mentioned anything close to this method of measurement in his original work. Now, at this time, stones weren't the only object used to measure random distances. Through at least the early 18th century, we find references to the throw of a dart and the throw of a lance, in addition to a stone's throw. While I didn't find anything specific as to why stone won out as the preferred object to toss, it makes sense, as lances and darts would be less common to most people than stones. As for what the actual distance is, it's always been ambiguous. That's because people are able to throw stones different distances, and as such, the saying can't really be used to specify an exact distance. It's really just meant to say that something is close by. Just like two people may be able to throw the same sized stone different distances, their idea may differ on just how far away a stone's throw is. So be careful when getting directions, or you may not know quite how far you have to go. And with that, Let's get famous. In a world of influencers and social media stars, it's easy to put yourself out there for the world to see. Or to hear, if you make, I don't know, a free internet radio show. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm getting at is that it's easier than ever to get your 15 minutes of fame these days than it ever has been before. To have your 15 minutes of fame means exactly what it sounds like. It's a short-lived celebrity status. We actually know where this one came from, but exactly how it was first said has some debate. It's attributed to Andy Warhol, the American artist and filmmaker. In February of 1968, he had his first international retrospective exhibition, 
which was held at the Moderna Musset Gallery in Stockholm. In the program for the show, he had the following quote, In the future, everybody will be world famous for 15 minutes. End quote. Where the debate comes in is that American photographer and photojournalist Nat Fickelstein claimed to have part in the now-famous saying about being famous. He says that he was taking pictures of Andy Warhol in 1966, which caused a crowd of people to form, all trying to get into the pictures. Fickelstein says that Warhol said that everyone wanted to be famous, and Fickelstein replied, quote, Yeah, for about 15 minutes, Andy. End quote. We will probably never know if this is true, or if Fickelstein was looking to get his own 15 minutes of fame. Regardless of who said the 15 minutes part, this saying has only been around since the 1960s, but I doubt it's going to fade from use anytime soon. Now it's time for today's According To segment. Toppers, today we're reading from the book Thou Improper, Thou Uncommon Noun, an etymology of words that once were names. So today we've got some sports-related nouns, starting with marathon. Here's the history of that word according to the book. A marathon is any kind of endurance contest, running, dancing, bicycling, flagpole sitting. It is named for the narrow valley in Greece where in 490 BC the Athenians, under Miltiades, pinned down superior Persian forces so that they could not use their cavalry, and proceeded to slaughter them. The Persians lost 6,400 men in the battle, the Greeks 192. Miltiades, fearing that Athens might surrender to a Persian attack by sea in ignorance of the victory at Marathon, dispatched Theodipides, his fastest runner, to take home the good news. Though nearly exhausted, having already run to Sparta and back, Pheidippides raced twenty-some miles to Athens, gasped out, Rejoice! We conquer! and fell dead. The modern marathon road race is exactly 26 miles and 385 yards long. It was first staged at the revival of the Olympic Games at Athens in 1896. Alright, now here's why we say mulligan according to the book. The mulligan, apparently called after some Irishman, is a stroke not counted on the scorecard. It may twit the supposed Irish passion for giving blows. Let's do one more here, toppers. Here's why we say pell-mell, according to the book. Pell-mell means headlong in reckless confusion. The word comes, says Brewer, from Pall Mall, in the 16th century, the dignified London center of clubland. Earlier, it was an alley where Pall Mall was played. The game is described as one wherein a round box ball is struck with a mallet through a high arch of iron which he that can do at the fewest blows, or at the number agreed upon, wins. It sounds like a pioneer sort of croquet. The players of Pall Mall rushed heedlessly to strike the ball, and Pell-Mell for headlong survives long after the game that gave us the word has vanished. Alright, toppers, now it's time for today's familiar quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from Ray Bradbury. Quote, Don't think. 
thinking is the enemy of creativity. It's self-conscious, and anything self-conscious is lousy. You can't try to do things. You simply must do things. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Bradbury, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, Love Advice from Old Timey Times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't think it beneath you to put your husband's slippers ready for him. On a cold evening, especially, it makes all the difference to his comfort if the soles are warmed through. And now for the men. Don't be cherry of your praise. Whether it be a new design for a dress, a more becoming style of hairdressing, or a fetching little entree at dinner, give praise where praise is due. It will not only make your wife happier, but will even confirm your own good humor. And good humor is always worth cultivating for its own sake. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnofphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. Also, check out the show notes for links to the Podfix network and to my merch store. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Last but not least, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, thanks for stopping by. Toodaloo! And now... This is... Let me rephrase. In a non-religious context, in, in 18... Nope. And Homer may not have mentioned anything close to this method of measure... <laughs> nope. He had his first international retrospective except <laughs> Whoa, butcher that. Fickelstein said that... Nope. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.